This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the American Arson Podcast, and we have a bit different episode for you today. Um, we are going to be taking a look at all of the songs on A Line in the Sand and just doing a little bit of a deep dive on each one. Yeah, really excited to talk about this. Um, we've gotten a lot of questions about different songs on the album, what they mean, uh, how they were written, what they're written about, etc. So um, we figured we'd give you guys a little more insight into the process we went through with this album. Absolutely. And if you only listen to this show for the guests, don't worry. The guests will come back next week. And you can, uh, you don't have to just like, listen to us. Crap, it's just these right, two. Right, right. And if you, uh, if you just have one song in particular that you're really interested in hearing about and you don't really care about the rest of them, um, we're going to put timestamps in the show notes. So you can go down in the show notes and check out uh, where your favorite song might be. And then that way you can navigate back to it easily. Uh, if you get in a fight with somebody and they try to tell you this, this song is like about human cyborg relations and you're like, no, actually, I know what it's about and I can prove it um, from these show notes. So, um, yeah, with that. Although said, that might be a good idea for a, a concept album. Yeah. So there we go. We just decided our next uh, LP number two. LP two is about human cyborg relations, uh, like it or not. So, all right. Well, let's dive into it. Alright, so the first song on the album is the intro track, The End, um, ironically entitled <laughs> The End yeah. at the beginning of the album. <laughs> that was a little bit cheeky, I know, for us to <laughs> start off the album with a song called The very, End. Very punny. Right. Um, so yeah, this one, I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, it's straightforward. Um, the lyrics are at the forefront of the song. There's there's not a whole lot going on yeah, at first. Just four instrumentally. lines. Yeah. yeah, it's just the same thing over and over. And it, it was kind of written as like uh, what our friend, the way our friend Casey put it, a thesis statement. Um, and I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes other people have a, a, an interesting view, a better view than, than you might even have as the writer. I think thesis statement for the rest of the album um, was a was a really good way to put it. And even though not all of the songs touch on the issues that um, you know come up in the end, which obviously there's there's only four lines, so there's only so much we could talk about there. Um, I think all of those things are um, they affect the 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 other songs on the album too, um, because it, if the things that we talk about in the end don't matter. Um, then the other songs can't really matter either. Um, if you know, yeah. if you're singing songs about um, uh, about uh, like personal, interpersonal issues, relationship issues, um, really none of that stuff matters um, if the if the you know the line from the lines from the end uh, don't matter. Um, and you know, there's a there's a few things that we that we pointed out right away um, that we'd go on to address in a little bit more detail. Um, so uh, I think 
yeah. thesis statement was a really good way to put it. Hit the nail on the head with that one. I think you'll see as as we go on with this where it ties in. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a short song, so this will be a, a short one. A short summary. Yeah, a short summary. All right, next up we have Drop Your Daggers. And uh, we released a lyric video for this song. And there was uh, quite a visceral reaction um, the day that it came out. I think it was kind of expected with this one. Yeah. We, we, we wanted to make, um, well, we don't consider ourselves strictly a political band. Um, there's, uh, even before the whole COVID situation happened, um, there was a lot going on in the world. Um, and I think we kind of just wanted the album to start off with a statement um, right right after the end um of intent really just kind of where we stand on a lot of the issues going on um and how we feel about it yeah <laughs> and that seems really general but no it is it's funny though because i've heard people say and it, and it came up in a couple of reviews um and i've also just seen some comments where people have said like that the... it wasn't specific enough or something you know uh no i'm i'm thinking more of where people have said that the album was um that the lyrics on the album were really timely uh, and it was oh, funny yeah. because w- we wrote this album before we knew anything about COVID. I guess while we were writing it, COVID was, it existed, but it was going on um, just basically just in China at, at that point. It was, it was before all the, the racial tensions escalated yep. and stuff too. And, Absolutely. and so it was, it was before everything. Right. So <laughs> it was, it, it, it did end up being timely, I think, because um, I think that people are just really, really fed up right now with a lot of the stuff that's going on and we're fed up too um and i think what you saw when we wrote that song um it wasn't just about a single issue it was about like symptoms um that seemed to show a larger picture so um but there was there was uh some arguing uh and some back and forth in the comments and we don't typically like to engage with stuff like that we just kind of you know we we put the song out we said our piece if you want to say your piece then you know you can you can make your own More than welcome to that, <laughs> yeah. that was part of it too we we kind of encouraged people up front like listen like we know people are going to have differing views on this and that's okay like we're never going to knock someone for thinking you know the way they think but like it, it it was about more creating discussion around those points and and hopefully bringing people from different backgrounds from different opinions and viewpoints um together to be able to maybe you know discuss their differences in a um maybe not polite way but a cordial like civil way civil yeah Um, civil is a good yeah civil is the word for it yeah um because that's really we're never going to work through any of these things if two people that see things the completely opposite way can't come together and have a discussion about it um without screaming in each other's face and calling each other idiots like yeah and i think anytime that you are encouraging people to have dialogue um you know you can get accused as or i mean look at anybody that's trying to make peace between two uh groups um you can get accused of being neutral or being vanilla or something like that and so that was the one thing where i think we kind of put our foot down and said okay when we started to see some comments come up like that like we're riding the fence or like this is 
with somebody says like intellectually dishonest because uh, whatever reason um, that at that point we felt the need to say like, okay, well, if you didn't, if you can't tell this um, from the lyrics, like here's what the song's about. And we did put out um, a short statement um, summing that up. So if you didn't see that, I'm just going to read that because I feel like it does a really good job of summing up, um, you know, just what this, this song is about and what the lyrics mean to us. So, um, uh, I, we said, uh, we oppose polarizing inflammatory rhetoric meant to drum up an emotional response and demonize the opposition, which is everywhere right now. Uh, we said we oppose the grip that the corporate lobby has on American politics. Uh, we oppose the relentless pursuit of re-election above actual civil service and the use of shameless pandering to achieve said re-election. Uh, another thing that's everywhere right now. We oppose pork barrel legislation, sweetheart deals, and the exploitation of the American people and American resources for political and personal gain. Uh, we believe in government of the people, uh, by the people, for the people, not by career politicians or handpicked elites. And finally, um, and perhaps most importantly, we believe that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, a.k.a. the left or the right, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of weakness in the, in the heavenly places. And so um, a lot of this left versus right stuff can really be a distraction from, from recognizing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of people seeing people online. I, I honestly stay off of social media unless it's for banned stuff or to like post something real quick from my personal life. Because I'm so sick of seeing Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It doesn't matter the platform anymore. Snapchat, you know, tiktok even like like it's everywhere of people i'm a republican i do this like screw you guys like you know and it's it's just so frustrating well, and, the, and the other way we're we're equal opportunity yeah, here <laughs> yeah and like i'm democrat like well yeah it doesn't matter it's it's ever i'm a christian i'm not a christian like it, it's 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 everywhere and it's so frustrating because oftentimes it's so shallow to um and there's no thought behind it other than a cheap shot. I think differently. Yeah. I think differently than you and therefore you suck. Yeah, you're right. It is everywhere. I, I'm pretty sure I deactivated my MySpace page a decade ago, but I think if I go back on, on MySpace and I and miss look, MySpace, probably, it's probably there right now too. I don't think there's anywhere that's safe. From no, it. MySpace was pure. Yeah. It was don't don't ruin that memory. <laughs> well, everybody, we can all uh, get super excited because um, now, as we approach November, we are going to watch uh, uh, any TV that we that we are watching get taken over by political ads and by uh, debates where uh, uh, the number one strategy is just going to be ad hominem attacks. So. If you're not pumped up for that, I don't know what what gets you excited, what gets you out of bed. The only thing that can make this year any weirder is Tom coming back and announcing that MySpace is having a resurgence. And maybe so, that's what we need. Honestly, that's, maybe that's what we need. We need Tom, Tom for president. I think that's really the main takeaway out of this uh, from this song. <laughs> we need Tom from MySpace to come back and run for president, and maybe that will fix everything. So this song is called Forever. Um, this song we kind of wrote about pursuing your calling, what you feel passionate about, um, 
regardless of if it's maybe the most safe or secure option. Um, I know that's something both me and Evan relate very closely to. Um, it's something that kind of came out of a little bit of both of our journeys and our journey as a band, you know, American Arson hasn't always been smooth sailing. Our projects before this haven't always been smooth sailing. And there's been a lot of times both in the American Arson journey and our personal lives where, you know, it's, there's been that battle of like, do we keep going? Like, can't, can we keep going? Yeah. Can we push through this? And, and, then inevitably God, someone in our lives, a, a combination of the two reminds us of why we're doing what we do um, through American Arson. Yeah. Um, and we decide to push through the obstacles in our way. Yeah. I, I know it's sort of a cliche that, you know, um, the, the music industry will kind of uh, chew you up and spit you out and that's uh you know it's almost taken for granted now but basically every terrible negative thing that can happen to a band um short of like getting in a terrible car accident has happened to us Not at this point way. yeah we uh we've had instruments stolen multiple times we've had uh trailers break we had the door fall off a we've trailer. had trailers i was gonna say we've had trailers break in multitudes of ways yeah. lights go out wheels fall off we've had we've we've quite literally had the door just snap while we were loading stuff onto it you know it's... yeah we've had uh breakdowns which happens to everybody um we've had our cash box stolen um we've had you know shows fall through um you know basically anything that you can think of uh it's not an american it used to be a running joke that it's not an american arson tour without something getting stolen or yeah down. yeah seriously our friends were like we don't want to go on tour with you guys you're like the you're like the jonah of the tour <laughs> like we, we get rid of you maybe all this stuff will go away but uh i think you know uh, we're talking about it forever so, and this this applies to anybody in any situation when you feel called to do something um you know it doesn't have to be music. Yeah, you know. whatever you feel called to do, um, you can't. That that's not a fair weather calling, right? It's not just well, I feel called to do this as long as things are going smoothly, as long as things are going okay. Anybody can feel that. That's not it. That's not a calling, right? Um, there are there are storms that you're going to have to weather when you feel very strong that you're supposed to do something good. Jesse and I both have full time jobs. We, um, you know, we're not at a point where we can do this full time. And, uh, so, you know, it's it, all of the stuff that needs to get done in order for us to be a, a functioning, you know, healthy and somewhat successful band, um, has to get done on top of, uh, normal life, except for during COVID when, when nothing is normal. But, um, that's something that, you know, uh, where there are many times, there have been many times where I think both of us would, would admit that our lives would have been much easier if the band did not exist. Uh, and things in our lives would, would run smoother if it didn't 100%. exist. Um, but, but I think we would both also admit that looking back on those times, 100% we're glad we pushed through them yeah and that something even better came out of it on on the other side yeah. you know that we we either either you know something tangible whether it was a big show or like a better opportunity for the band or just a feeling of growth um whether it's in our relationship as bandmates or people or 
just individually um yeah. feeling like man like we push through that like we can we can get through anything right and if you have listened to american arson for longer than just a, li- a line in the sand um you might have heard a, a song that we, we wrote called revival in my lungs um if you haven't heard that you can go back and check it out it's on our ep called waymaker and that is a song about sort of the positive end of it how, how um uh, you know, music makes us feel when we get an opportunity to play. And so, um, you know, that's kind of the, 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 what's at the end of the road, you know, and and we, there's, so there's a little callback to that in the chorus, um, following the road, uh, uh, that leads back to revival. So if you haven't heard that and you want, and you like this song, you want a little, uh, deeper picture of of what the song means, then by all means go and go and check that song out as well. All right, so this song was the first single released from the album. It's called Unbreakable. Um, it's it's done better than I think any of our releases thus far. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for thank that. Thank you, seriously, um, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been incredible to see that song take off. But um, actually, by the time oh, as much as by the time this comes out, it will be over half a million streams across all platforms, which. Yeah, we could have never imagined. Unreal. (laughs) It's really yeah. Um, But although you guys obviously know this song um, pretty well, I would assume so. If you're listening to this video, um, we figured we'd give you a little insight into where the song comes from because Evan does have a very specific story um, (laughs) for this one. Yeah, yeah. This uh, yeah. So story time. This will be a little bit different than some of the other explanations. So. If you don't know, I used to be in a band called Good Luck Varsity before I was in American Arson. Um, And near the end of that band, things were going really well for us. And we had a lot of opportunities that were available to us. We were touring like seven to eight months out of the year. I was basically coming home, coaching a high school soccer team in the spring and then leaving again on tour. Um, And then uh, just sort of the, the relationships in the band started to deteriorate. We were on the road way too much we weren't taking breaks um and it wasn't anybody's fault um not blaming somebody else um but uh it uh, it just got to the point where it wasn't it sustainable. yeah road definitely. life is tough uh, yeah absolutely and especially for that kind of a length of time um and so the the band dissolved uh i came back home i knew that i still wanted to do music i knew i knew i felt that calling it wasn't even a want it was just something that i felt called to do but i also knew that i couldn't start a new project and go straight back on the road with zero fans you know zero songs uh zero money anything like that nothing to sell at that point um and so i needed to kind of figure out um how to bridge the gap so i started substitute teaching um, which was okay. I didn't hate it. it. It gave me time to, most of the time they only, as you guys know, most of the time they only trust a substitute to put on like Bill Nye the Science Guy or like Mythbusters or something. Um, so basically I would put on a movie, I would watch the same six episodes of of Mythbusters um, and I would write. And I started thinking about um, the future, started thinking about uh, American Arson and, and what I wanted it to look like and what I wanted my life to look like because I was basically starting over. And I got this idea that I think came up when I was sitting there watching an episode of Mythbusters for the sixth or seventh time that I should go on a soul searching journey. 
Um, you know, these were like really, really common for like thousands of years. Like <laughs> this is something that people did. It was like, you know, whether it was like you're becoming a man kind of thing or whatever it happened to be. Um, and I just thought like, man, if I can do that, I bet you I will figure everything out. And it sounds really, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, it sounds like simple and reductive right now, but I just thought like a movie starring Russell Crowe. Right, right. So I, I knew that I didn't want to go uh, in in a car. Just it's it's just like too easy. There's too many things available to you. I also didn't, um, you know, have the equipment or survival. How can I make skills. this as hard on right. myself as I possibly can? <laughs> right. I didn't have like the equipment or survival skills to just like walk into the wilderness. And I also think my family probably lost their mind. So like, what I settled somewhere in between, which was that I wanted to circumnavigate the Lower Peninsula of Michigan on a bike so if you don't remember from so circumnavigate means travel around (laughs) thank you thank you jesse with the english degree if you don't remember i have a map if you don't remember from your elementary school geography michigan right here has two peninsulas we have a lower one and an upper one uh divided by a little bit of water but we're (laughs) we're super smart in michigan so now we have a bridge that connects the two peninsulas so if you're just listening if you're only taking this podcast in um, listening, then pull up a map Over of Michigan. Channel. Yeah, or go to our YouTube channel. But so the plan was to go all the way around the lower peninsula of Michigan, which is about 800 miles in two weeks, and then meet my family over here on the west side of Michigan where they were going to be for vacation. Um, and I decided that to make this especially uh, hard on myself, I should do this on a single speed road bike. So if you don't know anything about bikes, most bikes have gears. When you get to a hill, you put it in a, in a lower gear and it makes it way easier. Your legs spin faster, but you can get up the hill easier. Um, I decided that that would be too easy (laughs) and I should just go in a, on a single speed road bike, which, um, doesn't have any gears. And that means when you get to a hill, you just have to ride really, really hard to try to get up the hill. Uh, so I packed the bike with uh, a bunch of stuff and uh, some minimalist camp gear and only a couple change of clothes. I packed it all on there. I got some saddlebags and everything. I think I actually have a picture. So if you're watching on YouTube, we'll throw that picture up on the screen of me. The origins of Camping Guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have an alter ego named Camping Guy. And this is this is kind of where he was born. So I thought that uh, I, I had my whole route planned out and everything, but I, I didn't know it by uh, by memory, obviously. So I had bought a clip to go on my bike that was going to hold my phone and that was going to, you know, give me directions. Um, so I started riding and on the first day I was due to do 50 miles um, and I had a campsite, had it booked and everything ready to go. Well, I got about 25 miles into the first day. And I looked down to find out what my next direction was, and my phone was gone. It had been on the uh, on the frame, uh, and the clip was gone as well. So my, it wasn't just my phone fell fell off; the whole clip was just gone. And so I had no idea where I was going. Um, it was going to be gone for two weeks. Obviously, I had no way to communicate with anybody. So I knew that my only option was to go and find the phone. So I. Uh, I started back retracing my steps or not really steps, steps, I guess what, I don't know what I was retracing my, uh, your path, my path. <laughs> there you go. I was retracing my path. Uh, I, and I rode back to the, the last place that I could remember having it, which ended up being about an extra 10 miles. Um, so at this point I've, I've now rode 35 miles, but I'm actually further away from, um, you know, where I need to go, uh, than I was when I was at 25 miles. Um, Somebody do the math. I don't know how how far away that puts me. 
but uh, 35 miles away from where I need to be. I'm exhausted because I'm on a single speed bike with all my gear. Um, and I eventually just went into this McDonald's and um, I called, I, I asked if I could use their phone and I called my dad um, because I didn't know what else to do. And so my dad came out and he had, uh, he has an iPhone as well. So we used the, the find my iPhone app and we ended up tracking down my phone um, after several hours we tracked down my phone and it was in um it was in a gym somebody it was like a crossfit gym where they were sending people out for a run and somebody miraculously just found it on the sidewalk brought it in and and had it in the in the crossfit gym uh and so they gave it back to me so i'm at this point i'm still determined i'm gonna do this thing um and uh so i but it was getting dark so i had my dad drive me to the place that I was going to camp. He had a bike rack and everything. Cool. No big deal. So, all right, not the greatest um, day, but I'm still on schedule um, and, um, you know, going to be ready to go the next day. So the next day, load everything up, uh, pack my tent, all that stuff, uh, and, and get everything on the bike. Well, I, I must've been exhausted or just not quite paying attention the way that I was the first day because I didn't tuck in the end of one of my toe straps that I was using to connect my, uh, my tent to my, to the, the rear rack of my, of my bike. So I got about five miles down the road and my toe strap got caught in the spokes of my bike and then got caught in the chain, which dumped me off of the bike hilariously because the the bike just completely froze stopped moving while i was riding you know 15 miles an hour or whatever i was riding um and then uh wrapped around the chain and around the tire um so many times that it was impossible for me to unwind it it was just completely stuck i ended up having to pull out my knife that i brought as just a little pocket knife and just saw through the toe strap until everything it's what you um, want though yeah so so we're two days in I'm, I'm i'm having a terrible terrible experience at this point um and now all of the 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 gear that i have cannot possibly be secured because i had this long toe strap that i just had to cut into pieces um so i did have some rope and i was able to tie that up to everything and I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what, it's two days, it's two disasters. This is probably not going to work. Um, I, I still, I know I really need to go on this trip, but um, you know, I've just, I've just lost a key piece of gear. Um, I've, I've wasted a lot of time at this point. I think I probably need to just sort of reevaluate what I'm going to do. So um, long story short, I rode my bike all the way home, which at that point I, I was like 55 miles away from home. So I had now rode like 105 miles in, in two days. I was in the exact same spot that I started. Um, and I decided that I was just going to, um, I, I was going to go, I was going to do this trip, but I was going to do it with my truck. So I took my kayak, I tossed it in the back of my truck. Should have just taken more of the, the story truck. kids just take the car. Yeah. Should have just taken the car. Um, and so at this point I'm starting to, to feel like, great, this was supposed to be like a soul searching journey. Um, and this is really kind of where, uh, unbreakable starts where the, the very first verse starts I'm in this place where I'm already feeling like everything that I had planned out for, for my life is, is, is sort of destructing at this point. So I put together this whole soul searching adventure that I was going to go on to fix all of this. And now bam, that's blowing up in my face too. Um, so, you know, you, you start off unbreakable and that is basically me um, starting the car and, and heading, uh, heading North. And I just decided I was going to um, 
was just going to drive straight north as far as I possibly could, which in Michigan, I'll bring up the map again, um, is all the way to um, the top of the Upper Peninsula here. If you're just going straight up, Jesse and I live down here in the Detroit area. Uh, I went all the way up to um, just the top of the upper, upper Peninsula to Lake Superior and got there and and just realized that I had just so, so badly miscalculated um, that something like this was was going to solve all my problems um and i ended up doing the trip i was there for uh i i did 14 days i i basically went um uh, all all different locations in in the upper and lower peninsula and, and camped and just spent some time alone and spent some time reflecting um but yeah i i just remember feeling that panic um that this is not going to um this is not going to do what I think it's going to do. It's not just that simple. You're right. You can't just snap your fingers and, and watch the whole rest of your life fall into place. And, and it was that it was a, from that trip, which initially I thought was unsuccessful because I didn't come up with a plan for the rest of my life. Um, but I, what I, the decision that I did make on that, on that trip, um, which was sort of, you know, the line in the sand that I was able to draw, was that I'm going to stop micromanaging every single area of my life. Um, stop with the, the, the five-year plan and the 10-year plan and, and all that stuff. And I'm not saying it's, it's, it's bad to have goals. You, you should have goals. Um, but when we're so inflexible or when we, we come up with these ideas that like, I'm going to... When you try and get the next five years of your life planned out to a T, yeah. it's almost never going to go exactly how you plan it. And so if you make up your mind that the second something doesn't go according to plan, like if that's, if, if, if it has, if in your mind, you, it has to all go according to your original plan, then you're almost always going to be stressed out because it's never going to happen. And as soon as you make that decision to again, like you want to, you, it's good to have some level of planning, some level of, of security, but, um, as soon as you make that decision that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust my calling, uh, more importantly. Um, and I'm going to go for it a hundred percent. Um, no matter what happens, then there's, it's going to feel like a weight's lifted off your back. Yeah. And there's so there's such a temptation, at least for me, because I'm a planner to to put these arbitrary deadlines down, like in 14 days, I'm going to have everything figured out, you know, um, or, you know, by the end of this period, I'm going to I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. And we don't we just don't know. I mean, I had all sorts of plans, you know, Jesse and I both did um, with the band and otherwise for this summer. And then, you know, COVID comes out of nowhere, who could have predicted that. And if you're so rooted and cemented into this um, this plan that you had, um, it's really going to hit you hard. Um, and so that's, that's what the, you know, what the first verse is about. Um, and then the, the chorus kind of, uh, alludes to the fact that, um, you know, I've, I've had those feelings come back and sneak back up on me a few times of, of, uh, you know, hey, you're just sort of wandering in the wilderness here. Um, I, I have a, a job that I really enjoy right now, um, but I still, uh, you know, I have a, a band that I really enjoy. Um, I, I have, I'm married now. I, you know, all of these things that I didn't have um, six six years ago when this whole thing happened. Um, but I still just get this uh, this this sort of um, this like creeping feeling sometimes that. 
Um, you know, I need to, I need to figure out what's next. I need to figure out, uh, you know, how are things going to come together? And so the chorus is just sort of about letting go of that and, and saying, yeah, I, I see that feeling. I'm aware of it. I'm not going to bury it and pretend like it's not there, but, um, you know, I've, I've taken my faith out of, um, you know, five-year plans or 10-year plans and all that stuff and, and just decided to, to put my faith in God, um, and, and to, um, trust that if, if I'm, um, pursuing my calling and if I'm, if I'm, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and taking it day by day, um, then I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be. So, um, yeah, that was, I know that was a really long story, to, but I just felt like it was, uh, it was all kind of crucial to, to that point. There's not a whole lot of lyrics in Unbreakable. It's pretty short. If you look at it on a page that, you know, several of the lyrics are repeated and stuff. So it's kind of crazy that this, the story is, is that long behind it, but don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too boring for you guys. So <laughs> they're like the moment you'd say, and that's the first verse. Right. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, really? We got four, four more hours of it? So, yeah. All right. Next up, we have the song Stay True. Yeah, so this one is one that really hits home. I mean, I know it hits home with both of us. All the songs in the record do. Um, this one really specifically hits home with me. Um, it's one of my favorite songs just to play on the album, too. It's just one of my favorite songs off the record musically, um, but also the message um, about really staying true to yourself um, and and being able to deal with whatever's thrown at you. Um and for me, so I have dealt with and lived with an anxiety disorder for, for several years now, for a long time now, really. Um, and that's something that's always burdened me. Um, it's, it's between that and, and my struggle with depression has weighted me down um, significantly at different times in my life. And often, oftentimes it can be the, the littlest thing <laughs> that can trigger me, or it can be something like, a massive tour getting canceled or a big health issue. Um, when I was a kid, I dealt with a level of hypochondria too, where like, you know, the second a little health thing would come up, I would, my, my anxiety would kick in. I would immediately start thinking that, oh my gosh, I got like three days to live. And I can I, like, you know, I can laugh about certain scenarios now where I was like, ah, that was just a little cold. But in the midst of it, it's it's absolutely terrifying. Um, it, there was one point in my life where um, things just weren't going right. Right out of school, I was in between jobs. I just didn't know what was going on. Um, and I started having severe stabbing chest pains. Um, I was convinced something was wrong with my heart um, and come to find out um, my anxiety levels and my stress levels had gotten so high that my body was just reacting to it. I can't remember the name of the condition they gave me. Um, and the muscles in my chest were uh, and swelling up and inflaming um, and causing those stabbing pains. Um, and so I basically had to learn to, to manage my stress and anxiety, um, which can be hard at times. And this song for me, um, it's been a rough 12 years dealing with that stuff. It's kind of flared back up. Um, 
even though I've learned to cope with it pretty well. And so when we were recording it, um, I was I was dealing with a lot of that too. I had gone through a period of about maybe a couple weeks where I don't think I slept more than a couple hours in a single night. Um, I was ex- absolutely exhausted. Um, on t- I was I was terrified of just life in general, my future, um, how this album was going to turn out. Yeah. If I was playing the right parts, um, if you know all that we were pouring into this was worth it. How am I going to make money? How am I going to like everything? Um, And I I had a pretty severe panic attack that week. Um, And I can remember coming in to record the drums for this song and, and then recording uh, the the vocals too. Um, And just, it was, it was an emotional process for me because it was almost like through the process of recording the drums for it, um, us doing the vocals. It was almost what I needed, what I needed to hear myself. Um, for those of you guys who aren't as familiar with our process, lots of times Evan will come in with a set of lyrics or a song or whatever, um, based off of something that he or I have been through or we've been through together. Um, we bounce ideas musically and stuff off of each other and then we'll go go into the studio and and record it um and to to have him bring the song forward that was almost pretty much exactly what i was like begging god to say to me at the time was like you can deal with this you can push through it um you know it i don't even know how to put it into words um for me, it's just a really emotional tie um, to the time we were recording this song. Um, and I can't say that my anxiety or depression are things that I've, I've totally healed from, still deal with them on a daily basis. Um, but this song for me is kind of a reminder to no matter how, how little or big the issue is, no matter how much it terrifies me to, to stay true um, to the path that I know God has laid out for my life, um, to the things that I feel him calling me to do. Um, if it's not for my sake, then it's for someone else's. Um, and, and that's what keeps me moving forward. Um, and I just hope that, you know, this song, maybe another one on the album too, um, can help you feel the same way. Um, whether it's just a bad day at work, um, whether you have a serious health condition, uh, you know, family matters, relationships, whatever it is, um, you're, you're battling, um, or maybe it's just life. Life's overwhelming. Yeah, COVID, COVID life is certainly it's, as overwhelming as it gets right now. Yeah. I, I, my, I think one of my favorite memes I've ever seen was like this, this one where a third grade teacher like posted the, the sign in sheet for why kids were showing up tardy. And one of her kids scribbled in life, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, I, that, that third grader is a genius. Right. Cause that's just how it is sometimes. But, um, it's a bit all over the place for me. It's it's more of an emotional thing, really, yeah. um, than a specific event, because um, that's something that I have dealt with and something that I continue to deal with um, yeah. and can apply to varying scenarios, whether you deal with anxiety or depression or not. Um, yeah, or just but... overcoming just something that is giving you trouble. You know, the, the, the second verse, it's like uh, just talking about things that I want dead, I want out of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and something that you're you're scared to let go of right like that or it's just tough like it's not always easy like it maybe you know you need it out of your life you're not scared about cutting it out of your life but it's not the easiest thing like those old habits you know don't go away yeah. you know quickly but yeah um, and I, li- I just you know that's the second verse i listed just four of them that just give me problems if you, if you don't have the lyrics in front of you or if, if you don't remember them it was uh avarice selfishness envy and wrath and um you know and then the the verse wraps give me the strength to stay true to the path but like jesse talked about it's this song is is just kind of a it's almost just sort of a, a a straightforward prayer to just um to be able to have the strength to to get through whatever is thrown in front of you so by all means take this song and apply it um in whatever way you can in in your own life um i know this is more of a personal one but you know, whatever you're dealing with, if, if, if this can provide you with any sort of assistance then go for it. So, yeah. And, and also, I mean, we, we say this at our shows all the time, but we can't play shows right now. So, right. <laughs> um, never, <laughs> never hesitate to reach out to us. Um, obviously I have one way that this song has affected me. It's helped my mental, uh, journey. Um, but it, you may have a completely different scenario and we love to hear people that reach out to us. Um, just tell us about their life, what they're going through, what they're dealing with. Maybe one of our songs has been able to help you in some way. Um, and we're always here to listen. We check our band messages on our, on our Instagram and Facebook as often as we can and try and reply to every single one. Yeah. Um, I can't, we're not professionals. Um, as much as I like to think I, I have something to say to everyone, even if we, we can't necessarily give you, you know, professional medical opinions or, you know, psychological opinions, we can do our best to encourage you and um, maybe pass you along uh, to some people who can. I have tons of resources that have helped me that I would love to pass on to you. So shoot us a message in these times where you can't come up to us in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and let us know how this or another song uh, have affected you or maybe just you know maybe it's not about one of the songs you just want to want to chat so All right, so this next song is called "The Water Will Rise." Um, yeah, this is this is one of my favorites on on the album. It's very different than a lot of the stuff we've done before, but uh, from a lyrical perspective, um, I wrote it sort of a, as a, an analogy, um, uh, allegory type type song um, about marriage. But I I really think it could pl- apply to any relationship. Um, I think that today we are presented with so many. Uh, or we enter into so many surface level relationships and we have a surface level understanding of, of, of what love is even. Um, and uh, so this song um, was about, is about uh, love surviving, uh, love enduring. Um, and if you're willing to enter into a relationship and, and again, that doesn't have to be a marriage. If you're like, this doesn't apply to me, I'm not married. It could be a friendship. It could be your relationship with a, with a family member, a, a father, mother, brother, grandparent, whatever it happens to be. Um, 
if you're willing to go into that relationship with an idea that uh, you that it's not always going to be easy. Yeah. And, and that you're going to be bumps in the road and that you're willing to sacrifice, uh, and that you believe that love is, is, uh, is, uh, is a verb is something active is something that you do. It's not just a feeling that you have because I promise you, it doesn't matter what relationship you're in friendship, you know, romantic relationship, family relationship, whatever happens to be, there will be times where you don't feel the love. You don't feel the warm and fuzzy stuff. Um, And it's in those times that you have to remember that love is, uh, it's not something that you feel. It's something that you do. um, And it's something that endures. And so I I felt like the seasons and I I got married in the summer. So that was sort of like a slam dunk for me. But, um, (laughs) but I felt like sort of that that idea of summer turning to fall, turning to winter, um, you know, relationships have life cycles and some days things are really good. Uh, and then, you know, um, things happen or maybe something gets under your skin um, and you can go through winters in a relationship. And then you have to, uh, you have to decide at that point uh, whether there's going to be a spring, whether there's going to be regeneration to that relationship, or if you're just going to let it die in the, uh, you know, like, like things do in the winter. So. A lot of, a lot of people are, are willing to enjoy the vacations. They're willing to enjoy the, the warm weather and the beaches, but they're not willing to, you know, plow the foot and a half of snow off the driveway, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak for those of you who also live up here in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, I, I'm not married for those thing, but I have been in, in, serious long-term relationships and it, even and like you said it doesn't have to be a romantic one it could be friends or, or family too it's it, it's not going to be easy <laughs> it's not meant to be um but it's and, but we live in a disposable throwaway culture where when it's not easy anymore we just move on to the next thing and it, it, people want the highlights they want the highlights right. for instagram they want the highlights for for social media yeah. and they 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 don't realize that the the best kinds of relationships i i can say without a doubt that like you know the best friendships i have in my life currently they're they're few compared to the amount of people i've met but they're the ones that have been through the most crap as well because because you come out you know you come out stronger on the other side and 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 that's not to say if if you have if there's if if you're in some sort of like a toxic or abusive relationship that is not what this song is about we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about weathering uh that kind of stuff that's uh that's yeah, absolutely. At that point, you need to remove yourself from that relationship. But, Take care of yourself. Yeah, but uh, but hopefully that hopefully that um, is is kind of clear and and that you can you can apply it to, um, you know, the ones that you really really want to stick to and and just sort of have that recognition that there are going to be ups and downs and there's going to be different seasons and and just be willing to adapt to that. So. Yeah. Oh God, let your mercy. All right, so this next song is called "Let Conviction Grow." Um, yeah, it's it's another another fun one to play, um, but it definitely has something has a message in it that we feel very strongly about. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we st- we started the song off with the spoken word just to make sure that like the the message came out clear right away. 
Um, you know, if you, it, it, you don't have to be an American to understand this, but if you live in a, in, you know, a, a developed wealthy country, um, it's, it's just reality. We have more money than, uh, we have more prosperity than we have more wealth than, um, many other people in the world. Many people live in a way that we, um, we consider to be, uh, unthinkable. And, um, you know, this is the way that the world is set up is that those who have more money have more power. Um, and, uh, a lot of times we develop exploit, exploitative relationships with those, with those countries. And, um, you know, so sometimes that manifests in, in sex trade, um, human trafficking. Um, sometimes it's, it's exporting jobs to those countries and then not paying them a living wage. Um, sometimes it's even just exporting bad ideas to those countries who, um, you know, who look at us as, as the standard. Um, and I'm not going to go way into the weeds on this one, but if you've yeah. never seen the movie American gospel on Netflix, I would check that out. Um, talks about sort of the very solid. Yeah. The, the prosperity gospel idea that we are as a country exporting to the rest of the world. Um, and so, yeah, this song is, is sort of a warning shot. Um, I, I'm an American. And so, you know, we're, we're going to take responsibility there. I know there are other countries that have, that have wealth and prosperity and, and they do this stuff as well. But, um, yeah, we are, we're exporting dangerous things, both physically and idealistically, um, to other places that are less fortunate. And, um, uh, you know, we're certainly not doing the world any favors. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and, and, and unfortunately it's the people in the most power that are the ones that are going to have the greatest influence. Um, absolutely. And, and greatest effect on the rest of the world. Those who may not have as much financial or, um, uh, social pull um yeah and so as as one of i mean one of the largest nations one of you know the most prominent at least in in, in the news and around the world um countries it's 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 like you said it's it's a warning shot it's a it's basically just a call out for um for any of us for you and me alike um but um especially for those um that are in power in in our country and beyond um that have sad to say it, it seems like pretty unashamedly been involved involved in in some pr some pretty uh pretty disgusting yeah <laughs> um uh matters um but it's not but it's it, not and and i agree 100 percent with that and um i back that 100 percent. but it's not just um the people that are in the most power that perpetuate these these cycles yeah. and that's why in the, the song we're, that follow yeah and and all of us are part of that uh all of us in some way are are the sheep that follow and that is why we're we're super honest in the song we use we uh, instead of you or, or, you know, throwing this at, at somebody else. Um, you know, we have all become really desensitized or to think about the scene that I'm describing in the first verse in the spoken word. Um, you know, we've all seen those infomercials of a, of a starving child, you know, maybe there's something physically wrong with them. There's some piano music playing in the back or asking us to give yeah. or whatever. And we've become desensitized to that. It's so far away from what we see on a regular basis. And for some of us, that reality is right down the road and we don't even realize it you know maybe we live in the suburbs for some of us maybe that reality um hits a little closer to home 
Um, and I do recognize and I, I want to make clear that I understand that this level of pain and suffering and, and uh, even the human trafficking, that all does take place within our country as well. And you can drive, you know, just down the road from where we live and you can see poverty and, and pain and, and those kind of things. But in this particular song, we were really addressing how we as a nation or as just the, 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 uh, the haves um, have viewed and treated the have-nots and commoditized them uh, in many ways. Um, and, you know, in the second verse, basically we say it's a product of prosperity. Um, there's, yeah. it, it, wealth in and of itself, uh, we don't believe is, is evil, but unfortunately um, the love of that wealth and the, and the pursuit of that often leaves people in the tire tracks behind you. And a lot of times that's these poorer nations who are looking to us for, for ideas or for aid or for, um, you know, for a living wage that we're not going to provide them to work in a, in a sweatshop or whatever it happens to be. Um, and so, you know, really felt like it'll, yeah, no, I, sorry. I was, I was like, it, it ties really, really well <laughs> into the, to the next song and you'll, you'll see, um, how that is, but it, it's, it's, if I guess I, I, the other thing I would say too, is, is just, I hope this song encourages, it certainly has for me since we wrote it. Um, but I hope it encourages people to, if nothing else, then to do some research, um, to try and, and get informed and stay informed, um, on what's going on. Like you said, even just in their own area. Um, yeah. you know, I, I understand like everyone's, everyone's busy. Like Evan said, we both work multiple jobs on top of the band. And some people may feel like you, you don't have a ton of time to devote to, you know, volunteering, or maybe you don't have a lot of finances to like mm -hmm. donate to, to organizations working in those areas. But like, even even just so much as being aware um well yeah that's that's what the song is called what's going on right that's what the song's called let conviction grow right so, so the song is is an appeal for ourselves as well like i said we're including ourselves in this we're if we didn't feel guilty about this we probably wouldn't write the song um but uh to to let that conviction grow because once you've once you really um experience that conviction and that and that love for your fellow man and and for and 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 receive you know that that compassion for uh, a living breathing human who just happened to be born in a different place than you or into a different situation than you um everything else opens up and everything else is possible and you don't really have to question um you know your your what can i do at that point because um the conviction yeah. Uh, it, it will will show you. So yeah, I guess that that line that that line of the song is just a prayer. You know, let conviction grow um, inside of our hearts, um, so that we may know how to direct that conviction, and and so that we may know what we can do um, to make sure that you know. So it's sort of the old Spider Man line. You know, the great power and great comes great responsibility. How can we aim that 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 power uh, in a responsible way? All right, next up we have the song Huddled Masses. 
Yeah, so this song is about um, the U.S.'s Remain in Mexico policy, uh, which requires refugees seeking asylum to stay in Mexico while waiting for their asylum hearings. Um, at the time this was written, and, and I believe still is creating massive migrant camps um, at the border with horrible conditions. Um, we all saw some of it in the news, um, and unfortunately, um, you know, although some of the matters at hand currently are very much worth paying attention to and giving light to, um, it's, it's, it, you may not remember it because it, it seems right. to have died off over the past few months, but it's very much still happening. Yeah. Um, Evan can kind of, there's an incredible podcast about it that he can point you guys to, to explain a little more. Yeah. So, um, I kind of, got i mean i heard this issue heard about this issue in the news um and you know it's kind of had my my ear on it and then uh an episode um of the podcast this american life which is a, a really well done podcast um it, an episode uh, was created called the out crowd and it ended up winning um uh the 2020 pulitzer prize it's actually the first uh podcast that's ever won a Pulitzer Prize for audio journalism is just extremely, extremely well done. Some of the interviews that they got were amazing. Um, but it really, really takes a deep dive into the situation. And if it, if it sounds um, pretty cut and dried to you, um, I would really encourage you to listen to the episode because there are so many different Please, factors. Yeah, yeah there's, there's things that we just don't think about. Like um, the, the U.S. has started to be really, really predictable in the way that they drop off the people who have just had their hearings and it's the same time every day and they take their shoelaces and so the cartels see people walking back across the same bridge every day at the same time with no shoelaces and then they kidnap those people and ransom them um, to their uh, relatives living in the U.S. So it's just this um, secondary problem that we don't even think about. There's another issue where um, you can't be granted asylum here uh, unless you've applied for asylum at any in, in one of the countries that you cross through on the way. Well, that doesn't really help if, say, you're coming from a Central American country and you're, uh, you're fleeing gang violence or extortion um, or something like that, and then you cross through another country where the exact same thing is happening. Um, that doesn't really help. Uh, and, and that's grounds to deny an asylum claim. Um, so, uh, we do touch on some issues that, um, you know, they hit close to, to immigration, but wherever you stand on the immigration debate, um, whatever you think about that, um, you can be informed by, by this podcast. And, um, you know, this is more about refugees than it is about immigrants. So um, while it does definitely, it does definitely get political, we're not going to shy away from that. Um, people on both sides of the immigration debate should be able to agree that when we're talking about refugees who are seeking political Humans asylum should be treated right fairly. And even, I mean, why do we have to say that, that just as a human being, you should be treated with even just the most basic, basic courtesies and, and needs. And I, I think and, I want to, I want to highlight that and, and, and just start there. We're not going to talk about it too much more just because this episode of this, um, of the, of this American life did such an incredible job that explaining yeah. it, they could do a way better job than us, but whatever side of the, of the immigration debate, or even this, this issue talking about refugees, whatever side you fall on, be very conscious of the way that you're speaking about the people who this is affecting. 
even if you are a person who believes in, in stringent uh, immigration policies and, um, and all of that stuff, think about the way that you speak about the people that this affects, because we are talking about people here. We're not talking about, um, you know, just because somebody's from another country, that, that doesn't mean that they don't share anything in common with you. Um, and, and so um, think about that and allow that to kind of illuminate any conversations that you might have about this topic. We're not just talking about a political issue. We're not just talking about something that a politician bandies about for votes. Like, We're like talking the about the beginning people. of the album says, like like we say in the first song, like if if love is only for the ones who who share our skin, then and this this really is that right. Um, right. And 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 it's again like why we said that song was kind of a thesis statement for the album is because all these issues can can be be called back to that where absolutely it's, it's about loving and caring for every single human being regardless of background regardless of race regardless of financial standing whatever it may be even with just the most basic needs um it's not about whether you agree with them or not disagree with them all you want like by all means have but it, it it's not about that yeah absolutely next song it's called wolf pack um evan has a bit of a personal story that applies to this one kind of where it comes from so he's gonna explain a little more on that yeah so this song is I've, I, over the past few years i've had several grandparents pass away um my grandparents were um extremely important to my family as i think most grandparents are but really set the tone um and uh for our family and and for the things that we were going to value um, and so in my eyes, they're sort of the, you know, the leaders, um, in the way that you would find in a wolf pack where you have the alpha who leads, uh, and, and the rest of the people who or the, the rest of the people, the rest of the wolves who, who follow in those footsteps. Um, and, uh, so yeah, and I, I mean, it's, it's something that's kind of hit close to home with our band. We ended up in a situation last summer, um, when live music was still alive, remember that. Um, but where uh, my grandfather passed away and uh, I really wanted to be in attendance at his uh, memorial service, but I, I also uh, felt very strongly um, that we as a band should keep our commitments and we were scheduled, his memorial service was scheduled for a Friday morning. We were scheduled to play about uh, four and a half hours from home on Thursday night and then again at a festival on that Friday. So um, Jesse and, and some of our crew really picked up the slack for me. We drove, I drove, I followed the band to the, the show on Thursday night, drove all the way back home that night, uh, went to the memorial in the morning and then uh, drove out to the festival where um, our, our merch guy, Adam, uh, had helped get a bunch of stuff ready and our, and our guitar tech, Josh, had drove all the way from Chicago through the night um, to, to set all my stuff up and, and have it ready to go so that I could, um, take part in, in this memorial. And, and I think the thing that, um, hit me the hardest being at the memorial was, was just seeing, um, all of my cousins and, and all of these grandchildren that my, that my grandfather Everyone had that had been touched by this person's yeah, life. Yeah. The place was packed, man. The, the wonder years has a song called, um, I just want to sell at my funeral. 
Uh, and I think we think all the time as a band, you know, oh, how many people are going to be at this show? How many people don't are going to be at that, that show? Don't bring that one up. I don't want to cry on camera. <laughs> well, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's valid, right? We think all the time about these, these, um, these sort of markers that we have in our lives about, uh, you know, how am I going to do at work? What is my salary going to be? How many people are going to be at this show? How, you know, but um, the real indicator um, of, of sort of the life that you lived is, you know, not the only one it's a morbid thought but like it's yeah i mean like not even not in a sense of like i mean i pray to god that this doesn't happen for any of you all listening anytime soon but like one day hopefully far down the road when the time comes that you pass on and in a memorial service is held the indicator of you know your your family members the the friends that that come to to show their respects and and the stories that are told are going to be what's remembered about your life yeah and not necessarily just that moment obviously that's sort of it's a it's a great song title but <laughs> but we're really talking about and looking at this this song the legacy that you that you leave um and that's something i think that even if you're not a person who is close with the, your family or, or if you're not somebody who's experienced i think most of us experience loss but if that doesn't hit super close to home for you then you know you can maybe look at this song as a way um to think about the kind of legacy that you plan to leave um and i was just gonna say like it maybe it's something to motivate you for like you know hey this is what this is how i want to be remembered by my kids and i want to start i want to be the one to start that chain in my family you know like i've seen and heard you talk about how your grandparents have you know changed the lives of so many people in your family and and now seeing that you know and and knowing you and 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 different members of your family and how you all live your lives and like this could be the chance for you know someone you know you could make this decision now speaking to anyone listening as well as ourselves like make that decision to from here on out live a life that 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 will start that that your kids will say you know what i want to tell my kids about about this person i want to instill those same virtues and the values in my kids and then so on great grandkids you know it, it just goes on um beyond anything you'll ever be able to see. All right, so this next song and the last song on the album is called The King is Alive. Um, it was not released as a single, um, although we did release a little bit of a teaser video um, with like a 45 second or so clip of the song, the end of the song at least, um, around Easter um, that that people caught on to yeah. <laughs> um, pretty quickly. Uh, so, I mean, you, you've heard some of it for a little longer than the rest of it, um, but this is here to kind of guide you through the other parts of the song that you haven't maybe haven't had as much of a chance to dwell on yet. Yeah. I, I love allegory. Um, I write like a lot of really literal lyrics that are, you know, um, easy to, uh, to, to understand. Um, and that's intentional. And so I love getting to do sort of a, um, a change of pace song. So this song is sort of an, an allegory for, um, a spiritual journey. So if you, if you don't know, both Jesse and I profess to be Christians. Um, and so this is an allegory for our 
uh, our faith journey. Um, and it's kind of the, the nerdy side of it is that it's sort of set in this post-apocalyptic world where the sky is sort of perpetually blocked by cloud cover um, for so many generations that the idea of a literal physical sun um, is just seen as silly and utopian to everybody except, you know, I think it's like the old ladies and, and the little girls um, and, the, and the people who are, you know, the poor people sitting around the, the hearth that night um, and sort of telling these stories of, of uh, you know, the sun that may or may not exist. And it's sort of seen as silly. Um, and I think that's an allegory for, um, you know, what happens in, in, in our lives. We don't, gonna say life can kind of feel like that yeah sometime. absolutely it can kind of feel like you've been under this cloud for for so long and like you know you can't even remember the last time you you saw the the figurative sun you know even on a good weather day yeah you know it could just you could go about it could be sunny and blue skies outside and you just feel the sense of 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 dread or this weight on on yourself and it doesn't feel like it's lifted. Yeah. Um, but the, but. Uh, there, there's a, uh, a line near the end of this song um, that I think sums up the whole thing um, that's lifted directly from scripture um, that it says the, the darkness is not dark to you. Um, and even when we're going through things that seem like the end of the world um, and, and hope uh, seems just completely, um, out of the question, um, that, that God stays the same. Um, and so this song is just sort of a reminder that, um, we can always come back to that. Uh, and, and that even when things feel dark, when things feel bleak, um, that we have, uh, this set of everlasting arms <laughs> wrapped around us, um, that cares about us, that, that loves us, um, and, and we can take comfort in that. Um, and so I thought that a, a really good way to represent that would be to, you know, to talk about this guy who, um, you know, he starts off in a place where he's completely hopeless. He's very skeptical. Um, he doesn't believe that, um, there is, uh, much to life other than working his fingers to the bone um, and, and getting by on his own merit and his own moxie. And I think that that's a message that we get really, really strong today is, um, you know, uh, you, you have to look out for yourself because nobody else is going to look out for you. And that can breed a sort of sense of cynicism for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that <laughs> It pretty much sums it up and i know for some people maybe the the otherworldly thing is is a bit you know hard to grasp but like the really just understanding that uh, i mean it's a song of hope too and i think that's kind of what we wanted to end it on um as much as this this whole album throughout it talks about things that we struggle with um or comes from a place of learning um a place of uh, unrest or a place of conviction um, we wanted to kind of end the, the album on kind of this feeling if not for the uh, right up until that last verse um, and that last that last chorus um, to let, leave you uh, feeling hopeful um, absolutely and I mean look at the choruses that are interspersed in between these verses of this yeah. hard heartedness that's being demonstrated by this person um, but that, you know, we're just, there's a fire in my bones. Like I, 
I felt it flicker. I, I can't let it go. I know that there's something there. I know that there's something more. Um, and, and if you don't believe that, uh, if that's not your personal conviction, um, then I would just encourage you that um, start from a place of understanding that there is something outside of yourself. Um, and if you can start from that place, uh, understanding that it's, it's not just about how hard you work and what you do for yourself and that if you don't look out for yourself, nobody else is going to look out for you. Because when you take that approach to life, and I'm, I'm not saying not to work hard, I'm not saying that there's no merit in that. But when you take that approach to life, you develop this bitterness and this callousness uh, and this distrust of the people around you. And that's going to take you further and further away not from even, not even just working hard, but just like ending on that like when your dependence is <laughs> i guess i mean that again like you said you don't want to we're not encouraging anyone to be lazy or to like just kind of sit around and expect things to fall into your lap all the time but like when when that is your only hope when when you are convinced that that's the only way to live a hundred percent of the time um you're you're probably not you're probably going to be pretty stressed and you're probably not going to be too happy in the end um and i think i just thought of the line in in the in the song where it just says my art heart is anchored in hope and i think that pretty much sums it up for me is is where whatever's clouding me over at a given time it could could be stress at work could be family issues it could be finances whatever it may be um relationships um it could just be an anxiety attack like i whatever i'm feeling through a given day or week or month even um i know that that my base is, is is built on 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 hope i know for uh, like evan said we both um find our faith in, in christianity and we both believe in jesus um and so for me that's where my grounding comes from and i am able to dive back into that and know that you know i have surrounded myself with people in my inner circle that will also build me up um that god has brought into my life um for that purpose and i know that both from him and from those people around me i have have my anchor in in, in solid ground and it's gonna it's gonna drag me through whatever i can't get through on my own um it's gonna pull me out of those clouds and it'll you know we'll see the sun again and um they always do um and it might not come when you want it to. It might not come as quickly as you want it to, but it but it will come. And um, you know that that line alone is a reminder. Yeah, I think that's something that we see from this from this character in this song is that uh, he doesn't give up. He doesn't give up on that hope. Uh, he has an open heart. Um, he's he's open to uh, you know he's. <laughs> It, it says publicly, you know, on the surface, he, he sort of believes these people are, are sort of ridiculous, but, um, but deep in his heart, he, he holds tight to this hope and uh, he keeps going out every morning 
to the eastern gate and looking out into the black and, and waiting for the sunrise uh, and it never comes and it never comes and and he keeps going and he keeps going and he keeps going in that action um that faith and that hope that he has is ends up being the thing that melts that callus from around his heart um and so that's why i said you know for me to if you're somebody who you don't believe any of this you think it just all sounds completely ridiculous um my challenge to you would be can, can you start from a place of removing that bitterness uh, and removing this this ideal that um, everything that you do is only affected by you and that you are the only one affected by it uh, and that you're not going to trust anybody and that you're just going to kind of make your own way with your moxie, as it says in the song. Um, can you start from a place of, of at least opening yourself up to the idea that um, there's more going on here than just you. There's, there's all of us that are walking this journey together uh, on this earth. And, um, and I think if you can start from that place, then uh, you might feel some of those layers start to peel away. And, um, you know, maybe you'll come to the, to, to the realization that, that Jesse and I uh, have come to um, that God is in control and that we don't have to, um, that we don't have to go through the darkness alone. And we, we know that uh, there's a sunrise on the other side, uh, not to be too cliche about it, but I guess to, to, to kind of hit what we talked about in the song. So I can't tell you how many times I look back um, after a period of feeling like I'm in a valley, feeling like I'm in the shadows um, and feeling like it's going nowhere. <laughs> and you know, a couple years down the line. Sometimes it's a couple of weeks. Sometimes it's a couple months. Sometimes it's been a couple of years. Um, I look back and I think, wow, I never thought that was going to end. I never thought I was going to pull through that, but I did. And it was either because of my faith, my friends or my family, um, those around me. Um, and whatever, you know, maybe we don't share the same faith and you're listening to this and that's, that's okay. Um, but like just grounding yourself and and, and people that are going to walk alongside you um through those tough times um and and regardless of of you know what what faith or what what belief you might claim as your own um we're certainly like i said always always here to talk always here to chat it doesn't have to be about that but if you know you need someone to send a message to or would like some resources to to be that anchor of hope for you in your life um we'd love to pass them on so yeah yeah. we're not going to shove anything down your throat um this is this is something that we feel convicted about and so we have to share it um but we're we're not going to we're not going to make you feel less than uh, it, for, for not feeling sharing that conviction with us. Um, and so if, you know, please don't let that be the reason that you wouldn't want to, to reach out uh, to us or, or start a conversation with us. Um, we both have, have many, many friends uh, uh, who don't believe the same things that we do. Um, and, and uh, we understand that. Uh, and so don't let that hold you back if, if you're thinking that you might want to reach out um, to us, uh, but you're worried about how we might perceive that. Um, yeah. And don't let that hold you back from reaching out to other other people to, um, you know, they, there's there's like you said, if if we can't come together and discuss things from different perspectives and learn from each other, we'll we'll get nowhere um, and we can still encourage each other and love on each other um 
endlessly as as human beings um even if we see certain things you know not so eye to eye um or just you know in a different way um so yeah all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in and letting us uh wax poetic on all of these songs and and dive a little deeper into them and uh yeah we really appreciate the response that we've seen to the album so far yeah i mean just the fact that we had been asked to do something like this or yeah <laughs> we're 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 blessed enough to that to anyone cares like there's enough to, <laughs> yeah there's enough interest or that anyone cares enough to hear us just ramble on for we have a lot of practice we spend a lot of hours in a van so we're not used to being short and short and sweet about things but, <laughs> but thank you for for listening uh to us uh share our hearts share share what these songs mean to us where they come from um and again um like i'm sure evan will agree with and like we said multiple times through episode we hope you're able to um feel convicted uh to be able to to learn more about maybe some situations you're not as familiar with um to educate yourself and those around you um and to feel a sense of leave feeling a sense of hope um a sense of of motivation um to inspire both your life and 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 those in your lives um absolutely to, yeah we we uh you know we wrote this album um for you guys it, it wasn't uh, and you know not to knock bands that write more introspective stuff um that's awesome and and we need that and i listen to a lot of those kind of bands but we've done that yeah we absolutely have have. there's even some some stuff kind of like that on on this album but for the most part um we wrote this album um to share our hearts and to encourage others and so um if if that's you um then you know we just really appreciate you taking the the time uh and giving it a chance and if you really really like it i think the best thing that you can possibly do um is share it with is a friend buy us some tacos buy us some tacos yeah the, yeah the best thing you can do is buy us some tacos but um since you can't do that because of social distancing and since we can't play shows the best Dang it. yeah the best thing that you can do is to uh share it with a friend um just share it with somebody that you think might enjoy it um and uh if you can do that we would sincerely appreciate it because we can't be out there on the road right now spreading it ourselves um and so yeah, we would really appreciate the uh, the help getting the word out. Yeah, yeah. Um, just thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can really really say about it. Thank you for being interested. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we we are incredibly thankful. So when we can't wait to be able to share these stories with you in person one day, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, and if you're liking the podcast so far, please, um, if you could take just a minute to give us a positive uh, comment or review, that really, really helps um, yeah. with spreading the word. And uh, if you did- Tag and suggest guests too. Yes. We we, uh, we will literally reach out to anyone that, and I mean, obviously don't be like, yo, you guys should talk to Chris Pratt. Like, obviously we're not gonna be able to reach Chris Pratt, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just watched Jurassic World. So that was the first person that came to mind. But like, yeah. you know, if, if, if there's someone you, you think would be reachable um, that we could, uh, get on the show um, and talk to have a conversation with um, that might be interesting to you please 
suggest them, comment, like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, and that'll allow us to keep making these things for you guys. Or, or if you just really are sick of hearing us talk, don't. Yeah, that's an option too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so very much, and we'll thank be you. back next week. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.